0: This is Indian Noir. You're listening to Fear FM, Season 1, Episode 12. Prakash paced in front of the computer, occasionally glancing at the email from his friend Sumit in San Francisco. It read, Dude, what happened to you? You have declined the last two calendar invites for an interview. My boss is growing impatient. This is your final opportunity. If money is the issue, we will negotiate. We know how good you are, and I will see to it that they cut you a great deal. So respond to the invite ASAP Dhruman Baba's words rang in Prakash's ear You must eliminate the darkness that calls to it And when it is enraged by the absence of the power source It will come for you Then you must strike at its weak spot Prakash knew the reason the darkness existed He had finally confronted the painful truth That had destroyed his family Understood the actions of his mother Realized that she didn't need forgiveness. He knew what he needed to do to the invite, yet here he was holding on to lies about the situation, pondering ways in which he could escape the reality that his mother faced every day as her body gave upon her. His career, all the future paths that lay ahead of him, the wealth and opportunity that awaited him in the US of A. A raging storm of confusion threatened to drive him mad. He glanced outside his window. The sprawling city covered in smog, the dirt, the noise. Familiar and comforting and disgusting at the same time. These strange feelings evoked by his motherland. Surely he would have a better quality of life in the US. He was comfortable taking his mother with him. He had broached the subject to her in the last few days, but she had repeatedly insisted that she wanted to die here, in the land of her forefathers. If he left, what would that thing do to his mother? Prakash wondered. He didn't want to say its name, yet it crept into his consciousness. Dagin. Prakash paced faster. The alarm on his phone went off. He had promised to take his mother to the local garden. It was good for her to get out of the house and enjoy some fresh air. The volunteers maintained the garden, named after the father of the nation. It was a long stretch of flower beds and grass that ended in a mini woodland, and beyond the woods lay the canal that flooded during the monsoon season, but otherwise cut an anemic presence. They recently had heavy rains, so the canal was in full flow. Prakash switched off the alarm and exited the room, the email still filling up the computer screen like a giant question mark. He helped his mother onto the wheelchair and exited the apartment. In the elevator right to the ground floor, he checked if his mother was comfortable. He gently brushed stray hairs away from her face, and made sure the cashmere blanket was covering her properly. The evenings got chilly in this part of the world. His mother smiled at his concern and gently tapped him on his hand. Recently, something beautiful had blossomed in their hearts. Finally, there was light in their lives. But Prakash knew it could be snuffed out at any moment, either by a demon or by his own actions. For now, he didn't want to think about it. He wanted to spend quality time with his mother, go for a walk, enjoy the golden hour, and take a few snaps of the garden. He saw the beauty in things again. For all the terrible pain imposed on their lives, things were looking brighter. Maybe the Darkin would sense this and go away, never to return. But the invite for the interview, his dreams in San Francisco, his mother had health. He tried to silence his noisy mind, bringing his focus back to the present. Prakash and his mother moved through the garden enjoying the sights, waving hello to people who they knew from the neighbourhood. He stopped and moved the wheelchair closer to the flowers so his mother could touch and smell them. He smiled at the innocence with which she caressed them. These strolls in the garden had a positive impact on her health and it made him a happier man. They moved past the flower beds and arrived at the edge of the small woodland. He parked the wheelchair under a tree and took his phone out to capture photos of butterflies. Won't be long, ma. He said. He walked away from his mother to where the English roses were planted in a neat row. He altered the settings on his phone to ensure the focus was right when he took the snaps. While his mother was a quiet, soft spoken woman, she was not in a vegetative state. She always made her presence felt through the shuffling of her clothes or the tinkling of her bangles. He couldn't sense her near him. He turned around, expecting to see her asleep in the wheelchair. Instead, she had disappeared. Prakash panicked. Ma! Ma! he shouted. He looked towards the entrance of the garden. It wasn't as packed as before, but a few people were still stretching and chatting to their friends while enjoying a rest on the steel benches. His mother was nowhere to be seen. She wouldn't have gone off without telling him. He looked towards the woods, now darkening with the setting sun. He pocketed his phone and ran into the woods. He shouted out to her. No response. The woods that looked so serene and beautiful before had now transformed into a chakra view, the ancient battle formation in Hindu myths that trapped hapless enemies in its spiral tentacles, a maze that slowly crushed their will to live. Prakash did a 360. "'Rows upon rows of trees, stretching into the distance. "'It seemed the place had suddenly expanded in size. "'Ma! Ma!' he shouted. "'Nothing, not even the chirping of birds returning to their nests. "'He wiped his sweaty palms on his pants and looked in all directions.' Where was she? A painful thought suddenly entered his consciousness. The canal. Prakash ran in its direction. Oh God, please let nothing happen to her. He ran. He could now see the Dakin pushing his mother purposefully towards the canal. Dressed in black robes, its movements resembled an elderly human. The demon was not in a hurry. It trudged on, determinedly, its focus solely on dumping the frail old woman's body into the canal. His mother seemed to be motionless. ''Stop!'' he shouted. The demon stopped for a few moments. Then it sped its movements almost running now as the wheelchair hurtled towards the canal. Prakash ran after them. The fire of hatred towards the creature fueled his body as he picked up his pace. They were close now. He could see holes in the Dargin's weathered robe and the white rotting flesh within. He leapt, trying to tackle the Darkin, but the demon disappeared into thin air and he landed painfully. The wheelchair, with his mother resting on it, had stopped moving. It was meters away from the edge of the embankment. Prakash was concussed from the fall. He slowly crawled towards his mother. Ma! Ma! She stared now, as if waking from a dream. She moved the wheelchair around to face him. Bloody scratches covered her face. She reached out to him. Beta, you saved me again. Prakash felt faint, but slowly, and with great determination, he rose to his feet. He wobbled for a second, then steadied himself. Then he hugged his mother and wept like a child. He knew what he needed to do. When they finally got home, he tended to his mother's wounds, fed her a warm glass of milk, and put her to bed. Then he went straight to his computer declined the meeting invite and sent his friend a polite note thanking him for the job offer. I have decided to stay back home to look after Ma, the note said. From a distant corner in the apartment he heard the creature wail.